And not only that, but a lot of these games now support, um, and the terms escaping me, but they're basically, uh, you know, like mechanical flashlights and things. So you can be playing these games <laughs> and the games actually have work with the SDK for these mechanical devices. Isn't that just gonna like what VR porn's yeah, gonna? Yeah, they're called peripherals. It'll just, in the future, it'll just be like getting a keyboard. there mr gary uh hi there blair how are you doing i'm doing all right well we are back for season two of the fat games podcast imagine that we're actually crazy and stupid enough to do this again yeah we are definitely crazy and stupid to do this again but uh you know whatever we're doing it yeah and we actually wanted to talk a little bit about megfest before we get started Ah, yes. Nightfest was fun. Yeah, Gary and I were there. We got off the wait list and uh, we set up first week in January, it was, I think. And nobody got COVID, so that's great. Uh, it was it was the first time I, I think we've done anything. Like, uh, I haven't really gone on a real vacation during COVID. Uh, I found that weekend very rejuvenating and very um, positive with respect to the game. The response to the game was very i would say overwhelming a lot of positive uh, feedback yeah we didn't um, have any technical problems at all oh yeah we had tons of technical problems and tons <laughs> of bugs were found too that fire wasn't so great but uh overall uh everyone is sort of forgiving about the technical issues and they just really sat there and played through a large chunk of the game that one guy played through the entire thing uh, was that there for like almost two hours? That was that's incredible. That was an incredible feeling to see that, and the response to the jokes in the game were really heartwarming too. Because that, that that you know it, it was, was very valuable. That you did get to see that one guy that was uh, he he was really laughing at everything. Yeah, Especially I wish the I was there. joke that you made in in the uh, in the menus. <laughs> he, you know, he almost lost it. Yeah, the. Uh... That fisting joke actually is pretty lined up with what we're going to be talking about this podcast. Yeah, lined up. Too bad we didn't talk about fisting in the, in the podcast. <laughs> we are now. Oh, yeah. Okay. Ep episode two. <laughs> uh, maybe. Jeez. Uh, I don't know what to make of this episode. So on yeah. this episode, we brought back Red Vonix uh, to talk about porno games. Uh, he worked on them for a little while in his career uh, with the theme of trying to sort of find your audience. We had to try to have a good understanding of who plays these games, who creates these games, and what kind of overlap there is with um, with indie and AAA game development. And my God, we went off rails so many times, but it was a fun ride. So I hope everyone who's listening enjoys this episode. It's fun to be back. And please be sure to hit like and subscribe to stick around. Welcome back, Greg. Thanks for joining us. How you been? Me? I've been busy. It's been really busy. busy. Honestly, you know, getting games going, getting a life going, having cats. Oh. Too many ah. cats. Like one's about to yeah. join me here. Oh, that's good. Uh, it's always nice of a cat up here on the podcast. Oh, hello. So, uh, well, I'm not at home. I'm at Gumbo. So I'm oh, sitting man. in Gumbo's phone booth. And uh, that's why that's we've got the uh, fancy Kids of Karen Zoom backgrounds. So, Red, why don't you start by uh, telling everyone about yourself just real quick before we get into our exciting topic of today. Sure. So I'm a professional game developer. I've been doing this for about 21 years now. I've run technically three small studios. I've worked with numerous companies and brands throughout the years, shipped somewhere around 40 plus titles. Uh, and I'm still around even with how fun the game industry can be. You're getting really good at your elevator pitch. I'll say that. <laughs> so we'll get right into it. Uh, last time we had you on, we talked about porn games a little bit, not much. And I kind of wanted to come back and revisit this. So. It is such a fascinating thing that exists, I, I, I would say. I mean, I guess it's not surprising that such a thing does exist. It just, it, it, it 
I find it fascinating and I don't know why. And it probably makes me sound perverted, but that's fine. Hey, have you ever played a porn game, Blair? I have. Uh, there were, uh, there was it's these uh, Atari games, like they were made just for an Atari emulator. And they're like two colors and you were a naked dude running away from circumcision uh, tools. And then at the end of the level, you had sex with a chick. Dude, I can't and tell if you're being serious right now. I am dead serious. <laughs> that sounds like the, the porn games of the Atari. Where, where the hell did you find this game? I Phil found it. I, I can't remember where we got it. We, well, I was like, of oh, course yeah. it was Phil. <laughs> well, there's a whole company that used to make them for the Atari. So there's oh, a really? bunch of them back then, yeah. Wow, that's that's hilarious and awesome, I guess. <laughs> well, so, the, the content of them was a little uh, antithesis of woke, but well, it was Atari. <laughs> it was a different. It was a different uh, era too. So yeah, it was the seventies, what eighty eighties. It's hilarious. So Red, I wanted to explore for a little while who makes these games and why. Why do porn games exist? <laughs> so. Let's start with the who, and the who is going to be basically everyone. Uh, almost everyone I know in games has either wanted to work on porn games or has in some capacity. And mm. that kind of goes into the why that, you, you know, we're all sexual beings. Um, everyone has the parts and the instinctual desire. And, and sure, asexual people may not. But for everybody else, that's there. And as a result, people like sex. But um, yeah, everyone enjoys it. And for the most part, even if they publicly say, oh, no, that's bad. I don't enjoy that. They're also the kinky fuckers back in the bedroom <laughs> with like a rack full of torture equipment. Hey, uh, that sounds like a good time, right? <laughs> okay, so... Here, here's what I don't get. So people want to make porn games. Uh, I, I assume that, well, do people just want to make porn too, in general? Is that is that is there an underlying desire there? I found yeah. no. A lot of people <laughs> don't want to actually make porn, but they like the idea of creating an interactive experience, especially people that just like making entertainment in general. They, again, in my, my experience, they like making different kinds of entertainment. And one of those is finding fun ways to, to make porn games, especially because so many porn games in the past, as you may have seen, are basically let's insert tab A into slot B and repeat that until the level's over. And that gets to be pretty damn boring. So people are always trying to find, you know, what's a fun way we can do porn games that's actually interesting. I just realized my shirt is like way up. I'm Italian, you gotta keep that low. <laughs> But yeah, uh, that's basically, again, and again, this is my experience, but what I've seen. So, okay, do you get uh, embarrassed a little bit? So when I when I uh, do all the, like Kids of Carindale has uh, some, some, some raunchy stuff in it a little bit, some dirty jokes, that kind of stuff. I am fine when I'm sitting on my computer at home, writing that, animating it, stringing it all together, whatever. But as soon as I get it in front of people at an expo and they experience it, I get extremely embarrassed. I, it's not that I'm ashamed of anything I've created, but the first time I see someone react to it, it's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. I wrote, wrote that dirty joke or whatever. Do, do people, like people who make porn games, do, do they feel shame? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of people do feel guilt over it, but in reality, my opinion, they don't need to. It's nothing to really feel guilty about if you're making someone laugh. You're doing your job as an entertainer. So what did you specifically do when you're working on Bone Town? So on Bone Town, they actually brought me into the game after they had finished it. They wanted, they needed a torque expert to work on the Xbox 360 controller implementation. So they gave me a free copy of the game and I played through the entire thing in like three days. And I'm like, okay, it's not that bad. It's a little... Uh, problematic at points in the you know woke sector but aside from that i'm like oh yeah this is a game from the aughts it's it's not terrible it's it's literally what it's what it says it is it was the first game first porn game that was actually also a game which yeah the entirety of japan could argue that but we'll get to that later uh so yeah so they brought me in to do the xbox 360 controller implementation and then i also kind of pitched while i was there that from playing through the game we could desperately use some tutorials 
So I also uh, worked with them to write a tutorial system, which they ended up not using. But it was pretty cool because it actually mimicked a lot of the tutorials of, the, of other games at the time, where it'd be like, uh, um, you'd get somewhere and a tutorial would happen based on events and things. So it was very integrated. It was nice. Oh, yeah, so it was like, what's, a, what's a torque expert? Is that another <laughs> porn game? <laughs> Depends how you look at it. Um, torque was a game engine from the, the, the 2000s, the aughts, that uh, was kind of the unity of the day. And it was what everybody used. And I was uh, uh, basically an expert in it and did everything in C++ on the engine level. And they hired me to do some work at times. And uh, they also had like their group, what they called, um, I forget what they call them. They're basically ambassadors and they had like 80 of them around the world and they made me one of them. So yeah, I was pretty much one of the torque experts in the world. <laughs> then cool. Unity happened. And uh, all the porn games now are probably made in Unity Unreal. They actually are. I'm not surprised. <laughs> Uh, so last time you mentioned when, when we were talking about this, that, that the porn games had become more actual games and not just cheesy like Atari characters getting chased by uh, circumcision tools. So what is that? I've never played a porn game in my life. So I, I should have done more research before this. I should have gone and played some. I did read some articles on them. So I can that, recommend some to you. Uh, go for it. <laughs> well, like right now? Yeah, why not? <laughs> sure. Well, oh, pardon my... I just moved into this apartment. So literally I'm sleeping on like the floor right now. So that's why it's all blurred. You can't see ah. my fingers or anything. Anyway, um, I will admit some of the more recent ones I'm not too, as familiar with, but I know they've gotten only crazier these days. Uh, but I know there's the, the Dragon Knight series, I think it was called, uh, which was mostly from the nineties. And there's actually, these are Japanese games. And I remember the one I played most was Dragon Knight three and Dragon Knight three in a lot of way rivaled like some Final Fantasies in terms of its gameplay and depth. And it was, it was a full JRPG, uh, but there'd also just be times, you know, you'd be balls deep in some hot anime girl. Aside from that, it was a, it was a really true to life JRPG. <laughs> Do you think we'll ever see these games on consoles? Honestly, I think the day is coming. I you, ten years ago, if you'd asked me if Steam would have ever had porn games, I would have, I would have laughed and said, "Fuck no!" And now we have porn games on no, Steam yeah. because Valve kind of took a step back and we're like, "Oh, hold up, we're kind of by blocking these. That's not good." Especially because a lot of people have been realizing, discovering that when people, when companies block adult entertainment, it's usually to to hate on women or something around that or, or to control women it's it's a really deep topic that is hard for me to properly get into uh but there's a lot of resources online and yeah basically the tldr is that when a company is like oh we can't have porn that's bad it's to either hate on women or to be against sex workers sounds like there might actually be a part two to this podcast then <laughs> i gotta do back. some research then because i don't have all the talking points for these <laughs> uh but, you know, when Valve kind of opened up their eyes, they're like, oh, shit, we, we, we got to do better. Yeah, let's allow board games. So they did. And now they did, you know, that means also technically the Steam Deck does. Now we have a mobile game console. Also, I'd love a Steam Deck if anybody wants to gift me one. Uh, so would I. <laughs> they, I still can't even get a dev kit. I've been trying since, literally, I put my request up a, a minute after the dev kit request went up. It says still in review. <laughs> But regardless, that means we do now have a handheld game console, which the Steam Deck essentially is, that supports porn games. That's going to create a precedence. So I think over time, we might see a change of things, especially as we get a change in the generations, where the current generation of uh, you know people generally our age, many of us, sadly, are still, oh no, porn is naughty, we can't do that. It would, it would scare the cloud people. But, you know, a lot of people younger than us, they're like, fuck that. We don't believe in any of that bullshit. We're just here for the real world. And they're much more accepting of all this, much more accepting of sex workers, much more accepting of just who people are in general in many ways. So I think in the future, yes, we will see porn games on consoles. It just might be another 10 or 15 years or more. That's really interesting. Um, now... I'm going to get a little bit into who plays them and why we make them, but let's, 
it's like the overlap between something like a porn game and then one of those dating sims or several there's tons of dating sims now yeah, that yeah. exist and, and i feel like when we get into who plays them i feel like uh and i have no data to prove this or just what i feel like is right um women are probably more into the dating sims and the guys are probably just more into the porn yeah that is somewhat true oh it's like i think i'm gonna sneeze no trying problem. to give you a time gap. <laughs> Don't come back. You sucked it back in. <laughs> okay, time is gap. That game? Hmm? What's up? Is that another <laughs> game? I'm sure it is. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Three. Well, no, it's gonna it's gonna exist now. Yep. Maybe we'll make it. Okay. Three, two. We're not editing. Don't worry. <laughs> You're not editing. I can I edit, this edit part the if final really thing. Oh, yeah, time yeah. gas, which I mean, snorting snot here. Uh, um, we, can't, we can't hear you, so it's kind of funny, but we'll see. Anyway, <laughs> what's the question? So, was uh, I? I only have asked it yet. So, with is there going to be like kind of an evolution to the dating sims and porn games, or or do those already exist and I just don't know about it? I think they already exist. So you're just going to go, you're, you're going to meet someone, you're going to court them in, in a video game, and then you're going to go to Pound Town. And not only that, but a lot of these games now support, um, and the term's escaping me, but they're basically, uh, you know, like mechanical fleshlights and things. So you can be playing these games, <laughs> and the games actually have work with the SDK for these mechanical devices. Isn't that just gonna like what VR porn yeah, is gonna? Yeah, they're called peripherals. It'll just, in the future, it'll just be like getting a keyboard. Pretty much, yeah. So you'll, you'll just be sitting here, working away, playing the porn you off to the side, and then, oh, here we go. It's business time. <laughs> so that's, that, that'll, be, that'll bring the realism of the VR porn. Indeed. Well, we all have something to be excited for then. <laughs> we do indeed. All right, so who plays these? Everyone. Like, everyone so this is a huge market then it really is a huge market and uh a lot of people who say they don't play them actually do um but it's gonna be in america in the western world not as much i will say because japan makes like all that hentai porn like games. of porn games and these are the ones especially that have you know the stories all the interactions the jrpgs the 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 builders everything they're like they're the ones that really do it right so is that why men in japan aren't getting married anymore (laughs) (laughs) no that's that that's the whole um grass boys movement i think it's called i have no idea what that is that's a whole other topic Hmm. a lot of good material for this season See, now it's going to bug me. I'm going to have to look up. I think it's like grass. Grass. Men. Grass eaters. Grass or herbivore eaters. men. But since I've oh. talked about it so much, I guess I should say what it is. And essentially, they're um, mostly young men that have you know been raised in Japan and are Japanese and raised in Japan, as one tends to be to go over it. <laughs> And uh, they're kind of looking around at the, you know, this is, this is what you do. This is how we live. This is, you, know, you get this kind of job. You're going to get married. We're going to say who it is, all this stuff. And literally they just go, you know what? Fuck it. We don't care anymore. We're done. And they just go and live their own lives. And, for, and in a lot of ways, you know, they don't really even care about getting jobs. They don't care about any kind of romance or dating. They just like, you know, we just want to be alive and exist and not have to be at the whim of the entire culture so is it like a less toxic version of the incel culture we have in the west now from what i've seen of it yeah these aren't really toxic people at all they're just people that have been and i could be wrong but from what i've seen and read about these are people that literally have been told their entire lives you fit in this scope right here and you must do this no matter salary man in japan and just mm-hmm. do that for the rest of your life. Exactly. I know Japan's changing a little bit on that front. It's all changed. It's it's going to be a different world here. Motorcycle, in like twenty years. That's really interesting. Japan is getting more and more Western, and Russia's invading the yeah. Ukraine. Who knows what the world will be like in twenty years? 
Might not even be here. Uh, I, I hope to. I'd like to think that we will. I'd like to not be dead. Um, yeah, I, I hate to do these, have to do these uh, podcast interviews, you know, over a couple of rocks. Uh, yeah, well, if we're all dead or, or, if, or if the society is gone, civilization's gone, uh, I don't think podcasts would exist anymore. I mean, the podcast just went really dark. No, so yeah, we, we did go pretty dark. Whoopsie. Let's talk about porn again. Yeah, let's go back to the porn. Porn, yes. That's what the internet's for. <laughs> so is this bigger than AAA? It could be, but it isn't. Um, which, ha- which is, there's so many places to go from that. Um, I mean, it could be, but it isn't. And a lot of that is because there's still this, this cultural thing where people think, oh, porn is bad. Um, and there's a lot of people that still go out there and I keep seeing the argument of, you know, porn is anti-woman and everything. But then I, I notice that the same people making these arguments tend to be insane and things like that. And then you talk to the actual sex workers, uh, actual female sex workers, they're like, yeah, th- this is probably, this is all about women being in control. So your argument kind of holds no water. <laughs> when I when I listen to people who talk about women or, or everyone who does sex work, whether it be porn or prostitution or whatever, uh, they're always it, always, it always puzzles me because they, they are always speaking on behalf of the people who are doing it, saying that they don't like doing this. It's, it's terrible. It's abusive. Uh, but it's never, I, I, and often when I hear interviews with people who actually do it, they all love it. And, and some mm-hmm. of them don't. Um, but obviously, uh, well, it's, it's not going to be, yeah, it's not going to be true of everything. And, and you will, we're probably get, get so hated on from this, on this podcast, but that's great. <laughs> We're going to say something problematic, I'm sure. Oh, nice. well, it's a good way to premiere our second season then. <laughs> so how much of this overlaps then with um, with mainstream or indie gaming? Like, do we see a lot of, are there mainstream companies like, say, EA, who have a porn subdivision that nobody knows about that are making these games? Not that I have seen, no. They, they try and keep it, they, they won't go anywhere near that. The, the companies that do it are, um, well, I say that, but then I remember some of the more risque dating games that have been done. Like on the 3DS, there's one when you actually had to touch women with a stylus. Uh, and that was by one of the, the big companies. I don't remember which one. Oh, <laughs> you had to touch them in, in, their, in their places, I assume. I think so. Uh, 3DS touch girls stylus <laughs> game so what no, happens when you poke them in the eye if you ever want to feel up girls using the 3ds here's your chance what is the name huh. of this game that's, that's the pitch no i'm looking at the <laughs> oh god i mean this is a totally different game this is one this is an rpg called ages of amazons by arc system works and they'll get the chance to, to use Factor Liberation Mode, which involves rubbing scantily clad rival girls after you've defeated them using the 3DS touchscreen. So that's not even the game I'm thinking of, but hey, look, Ark did one. Huh. How do these guys not get like canceled? Because I imagine a lot of people would find that offensive. Uh, Well, first, I'm reading MyNintendoNews.com, so I'm not just stealing people's content. I don't think they get canceled because there's no popular reason to cancel them. A lot of people who do get canceled, there's a popular reason to do so. Hmm, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. So there is some, I guess you call it softcore porn that's already kind of broached a little bit in the AAA arena. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess that that would in a way be one because I know it's not going to be hardcore on 3DS. Uh, but you know, even the Switch, you know, has a bunch of softcore porn games and stuff well it's all the romancing like not not the romancing saga sorry that's definitely not porn but um the dating sims where they're just basically graphic novels and there's uh very endowed women who uh who, who tend to appear on all the title cards for those games yeah and, I, and i've never wanted to spend like the 35 cents or whatever to spend the time playing one of those because they look kind of trash too there's so it's, many on this switch like i see like them every month is when there's new release because there's like three of them or four of them that are out it's like yeah. it's crazy but you know what i would like to see 
um, you know, I might be changing the topic here for a second. So let's finish what you want to say. And then I'm no, gonna... go for it. So let's go back to Steam for a second. And I'm actually going to open my Steam here because I have a bunch of these games uh, bookmarked. There have been a lot of really great indies. There's actually a strong and growing indie scene in making like really, really solid uh, porn games. And one of the Discord groups I'm in, they're always sharing them. We're always talking about them. And, and these are damn solid games. Um, trying to see the one we were recently talking about. Uh, well, there's actually a music game called Spunk Stock. <laughs> uh, and it's literally a, not even joking, it is a DDR style music game with fucking. So there's that one, but the one I really wanted to share here because it is fantastic and I'd probably recommend tagging them maybe in this podcast afterwards. Let me find it. Is this it? I think and people are going to get the wrong idea what kind of game Kids of Carindale is going to be, but that's fine. <laughs> it's very possible. So uh, Gary, should we uh, drop some uh, some more naked pixel people for, for Carindale that are, that are you know, going to bone? <laughs> Uh, so you you don't want to do a full on sex scene, do you? No, 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 no. I, we I do not. If if we make kids of Carindale a porn game, we, we 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 cross into a different arena, and I don't think I want to do that. <laughs> Especially with our kids. I mean, you might want to call it adults of Carindale. Ah, uh, yes. The sub. But then we lose the alliteration. Mm-hmm. So I just sent you a link to one of the the game I'm really thinking of, and just because I mean, there's a lot of games like this we could talk about, but I want to talk about this one right now because it's a good example of these kind of games. It's called Flip Witch Forbidden Sex Hex, and it is a really well done Metroidvania style game with like full RPG and JRPG stuff, uh, and a lot of the gameplay is actually involves fucking. And I've seen games like this where, where you actually like fuck characters to take their powers and stuff. And if you click through the pictures here, which I'd say maybe don't do it on the stream, because uh, there's definitely some, yeah, that, that, that dude's getting a blowjob right there by an elf uh, or, no, or a goblin, that's a goblin blowy. Uh, but yeah, it's, a, I mean, it, this, this fucking looks like a, a Metroidvania, like a Castlevania game from the, the Super Nintendo days or something, probably even more detailed. I'm looking um, at an animated GIF right now. There's a lot of bouncing going on. Yeah, I just see the bouncy boobs on the animated GIF. Yeah, that's, I haven't dug into the. I haven't gone to the store page yet. It's it's a bit hard to get past that one. So, yeah. oh, it's a bit hard. But yeah, Sorry, so I have, my, I have to do my one-liners. Bada boom. <laughs> but yeah, this is a game that I honestly really want to get because it it, it looks like. It has a lot of content and it's a sex game, which is great, but it's way more than just a sex game. It's got like actual solid combat and some other stuff in there and you know, story and sex scenes. And it's just, it's a great example, I think, of what is being worked on out there. Let me share their uh, um, Twitch page or just a Twitter page with you also, in case you do want to link to them. So we're talking about them. But on their Twitter, they also usually have gifts and things. Is their Twitter account safe for work? Absolutely not. Okay, I didn't think it would be. I, mean, I guess you really can't share it then. I mean, <laughs> I mean like here is a uh, like a demon girl flying up and down as she flies up. The boobs go down. And... <laughs> I um I I wonder if we'll get flagged by YouTube for uh for 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 inappropriate content, but we haven't shown anything, so we're probably okay. We're just talking about it. <laughs> yeah, we're just talking. From what I've seen, talking doesn't get you in too much, too much trouble. We we haven't said any problematic ideas yet. <laughs> uh, not yet. No wrong speak. I have a feeling uh, as the season, <laughs> season go, seasons go on, Blair, that, that we might. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Excuse me. More bless you. Risky topics. Oh my god! It's a cat girl, and she's like on all four. Yeah, all fours, and she like kind of bounces up and down. Her boobs scrape against the ground every time she does, and it's it's so cat like. So, I gotta wonder who animates this stuff. Like, uh, as, uh, this goes back to the shame thing I brought up earlier. I mean, I mean, they they obviously want to do good work, but do they then blush after they see anyone interact with their work? Are they like, 
I, no, I made a naked kitty booby uh, uh, animation. No, I mean, it's it's what they enjoy doing. It's their passion. They, they enjoy showing for entertainment. So when people see it, they tend to really like it. You know, it, it's their, because people are enjoying the entertainment they've created. So do we have sales numbers on like how much some of these games sell? I, I'm getting really intrigued here. <laughs> Is um, this a missed opportunity potentially? I mean, that's why I've always wanted to start a porn game company. But uh, I don't think the sales are, are like super massive, but a lot of that is because they can't, they're not allowed to get the marketing that other games would get. Because uh, most places just you know, literally when, won't have it. Wouldn't advertise, yeah. Yeah, because they're going to be like, oh, think about the children, which, you know. <laughs> All right, man. We are going along here. Uh, so... I wanted to share some research that I did. Sure. <laughs> I'm going to share my screen in just a second. Okay, did you find my nudes? They're not that hard to find. Uh, uh, no, I am not sharing any nudes. Um, and I better not share the Steam page either. So I'm going to close that first. You can send it to me over Discord. Oh, <laughs> no, I don't think I'm going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's some research that I did. People who watch porn and people who play video games. That looks uh, accurate. Yeah, I figured. So it's a great audience to go for when, when you're making games is people who watch porn. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I had to be stupid. That, that's the only <laughs> thing I wanted to share. I thought it'd be funny. I mean, that's good it. research. Though. Is that a Venn diagram or just a yellow dot? It's both. <laughs> So, again, so they, they always show those Venn diagrams, Dungeon Dragons players. It's like Dungeon Dragons players and people who like kinky fucking. Um, is that true? I don't know. Yeah, okay, maybe a little bit, little bit, little bit. You have true. to look it up now, Blair. Look, look into your heart. Blair. Well, I play Dungeons and Dragons, maybe so in the I don't want to admit much publicly here, so I'm just going to keep my mouth shut because <laughs> I don't want to edit this thing anymore. <laughs> you do you. Were you Gary? Too. Play Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> yes. Uh, uh yeah, Gary. I played at your house actually. That just makes things sound even worse. <laughs> I know. I did that on purpose. <laughs> okay, so let's go to an, uh, another aspect of this because Gary sort of reminded me of this. Um, how much representation is there of like what, for for market targeted to like non non straight male audience like? Are the porn games actually made for women? And what about LGBT themes? From what I have personally seen, it's not, they, they do exist, but it's not as widespread. Um, but there definitely are games out there. And from what, I, from what I have seen, a lot of games are also trying to uh, give options for all people also. Um, it really depends the game, but I'd say on the whole, it's, they're primarily made for you know, white, straight cis men. So it's just full of naked white women or cats with boobs. Or apparently also green goblins. Green goblins sucking on goblins. <laughs> I'm gonna, um, I, I'm gonna, okay, I might edit this out, but I've watched weird cartoon porn before with goblins in it. And that's, um, that was just weird. But I, I guess it's a thing. <laughs> you didn't do this on the internet, did you, Blair? Or was this on some random VHS tape at your house? Uh, this is on Pornhub. <laughs> oh, no, the NSA knows. Yeah, probably. Or they're, they're based out of Montreal, I think. Uh, another fun NSA. fact, Pornhub has blocked Russia now because of the Ukrainian invasion. Before I hear everybody's blocking Russia, this is basically the dumbest fucking thing Putin could have ever done in his life. <laughs> oh, Probably. We'll see if he survives this. He probably won't. Probably won't. My, my, my total guess on what's going to happen there is there's going to be a coup in Russia that's going to take over. There's a lot, there's more and more people every day, incredibly brave people in Russia that are standing up and holding demonstrations despite being, you know, literally, literally beaten, imprisoned, and killed. But more people are coming up every day. And I would have every expectation that. You know, they're all going to eventually come together and be like, "This is this is too much," and stage a coup against Putin. And not exactly a bad idea. I mean, he's kind of a terrorist now. 
So, so to get back on topic, how many porn games are made in Russia? <laughs> I'm going to go with none. You don't think so? I mean, there's a lot of game development in Russia. A lot of bootleg okay, stuff, too. Realistically, there's probably none legally, because I, I think there are laws against... I know there's at least laws against LGBTQA people, sadly, which is gross that there those laws exist. But I think there's also laws against a lot of pornography. So if there is porn over there, it's probably usually made by indies and people kind of doing it secretly on the side oh, they could end up in the gulag maybe locked in, away in siberia maybe in the people's free country of russia that we'll have in a couple of years um <laughs> a little more accepted uh who knows who knows how that's gonna go uh, nowhere good written immediate term all right yeah. gary why don't you share a, a porn experience that you've had with video games <laughs> Uh, I just see ads for them all the time. You seriously see ads for porn games? Yeah, all the time. Well, you know, like my dad goes on these like weird sites to like watch like TV shows and stuff, and they're absolutely horrible for like ads and like viruses and stuff. I gotta, I gotta clean out his computer every every year. Because <laughs> like, yeah, dude, like I was just, I was just back there, um, you know, d- during Christmas, and he's like, "Hey, Gary, how do I get rid of this ad?" So I keep clicking on the X, the X goes away for a little bit and it just pops back up. And it's like an ad for some random porn game. Hmm. And not, not just porn, just an actual porn game. Uh, well, that's too yeah, bad, it's still getting I, advertised. I, I think it's a game, it looks like a game. It's, it's not an ad for oh. porn because it was like, it was like a, like, you know, like 3D model or, or whatever. I've seen those. Those are just shitty freemium games there's no actual porn in them at all it's a total lie every time i see those ads they usually report them for uh false content like if you're going to show me a porn game show me a fucking porn game or, or i'm not going to believe you yeah so that begs the question so you're you're saying that these are not actual real games that they're made they're just like an advertisement for no, they're real games but they're not for what they say you know because they'll be like oh you can fuck all the princesses in the land then we get in there the whole game is literally just some crappy freemium uh strat strategy uh kingdom builder game when i say oh, strategies geez. these games have no strategy they're usually here spend money so you can have a farm it's wow. like those funny. shitty ads you got on instagram now or whatever of the game that actually looks pretty cool but as soon as you download it it's entirely different or not even what it was advertised it's like why do this you're not going to get people to keep playing this game yeah all right so time for for another confession here uh so many years ago uh i streamed on twitch escape from pleasure planet which it's not a porn game but it is a very uh it's very very gay it's incredibly gay and uh the um the, the virtually only men are in that game and are all scantily dressed and uh certain aspects of their bodies are definitely emphasized over uh, you know to an unrealistic uh, uh, level oh, uh, it was there? a terrible game it was terrible you can get it on steam if you want um but it was absolutely terrible it's like a point and click adventure game and um just the dialogue was as cheesy as fuck and it was probably like um uh what's that movie again uh rocky horror picture show in terms of how tacky it is i've never gone back and played it again though so we streamed it uh for like an hour and it's like i couldn't i couldn't play it any longer it's so bad (laughs) that's a good confession yeah well terrible game terrible game did you play it (laughs) never even heard of that one but you know that 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 does kind of bring up the, the point that uh when I say that like everybody makes porn games, the vast majority of these aren't even for sale. They're just like freemium things that people put up for a little just fun experience. <laughs> like what Newgrounds used to have or might still have. I haven't been to Newgrounds in 20 years. I'm not but... sure Newgrounds is. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, I'm sure, I'm sure all you kids watching this know what Newgrounds is. And um... blame me. All these kids are going to be watching this. That, that's all the kids that are like my age. Good, good. Know. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Adult kids. <laughs> Just like the characters in Kids of Carindale, adult kids. Newgrounds was a site, and might still be a site, I don't think it's anymore, primarily flash games made by anybody who wanted to submit them. So there's lots of trash up there, but it was basically like YouTube in a lot of ways, where you then had 
your like um, really, really good titles. And there's some modern game companies that actually started there, like um, the Behemoth. Their stuff all came from there. And, you know, Castle Crashers was made by the people who actually ran the site, I think. And it was a big uh, game where people can work together from the site. So, but there's also a lot of porn games up there. And a lot of them were terrible. Yeah, I imagine there's a lot of trash, a lot of shovelware out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess it sounds like the um, the the renaissance in this industry is coming out of Japan. Yes. And it'll probably take a little while for the West to pick it up. It was like when JRPGs were, were, were took forever for them to become popular in the West because there's so yeah. many that never made it over here, which happens to be my favorite genre, so... When I was a kid, there was a dry spell of very few of them, and Super Nintendo, Super Nintendo seemed to have gotten them all. I'm definitely glad that I'm working on a JRPG for you then. <laughs> oh, you are? Ah. Well, you know, something about potato cats. Oh, oh, oh yeah, 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 sorry. We talk about it in another podcast. I, uh, One day yes. when I actually have a demo in 8,000 years. We, we, we still have our bet from the last podcast, by the way, about who who will finish our game first. Yeah, so uh, just, you know, I, I really like micheladas. So, you know, a, a bucket of those would be great. Wait, so you still think you're going to get your game done first? Okay. What's on the line for you, Blair? It's beer. We like, buy the other person beer. Michelada is just beer with, like, hot sauce. Yeah. I mean, not really. It's, that kind of sounds a little insulting. Uh, it's beer with spices and sometimes some clamato and, and other it's usually things. like a bloody mary mix and beer it's, it's like a better bloody mary yeah yeah you don't so like still beer <laughs> just like six bucks more <laughs> well I'll, I'll i'll come out there uh and we'll i'll buy you some beer <laughs> cool um i'll invite you to the launch party because we i still want to do a launch party slash uh cat adoption event Oh, that's pretty awesome, actually. Which will be terrible because any cats who don't get adopted, I'm going to be like, I have to adopt them all. So you're going to become a crazy cat, man. I already am. How many cats do you have? We have three cats sadly die over the past couple years. So That's sad. Anyway, porn games. Back to porn. Uh, Gary, uh, would you ever want to animate a male porn uh, 3D model? Yeah. You want me to animate a male? I was wondering how you're going to react. That's what I'm asking. How much am I getting paid to do this? Oh no, you're doing it for free, just like everything else. Uh, what about uh, some porn game music? You know, you know. Oh, I can definitely do porn. well. Well, yeah, Brickle's Bounty was basically like porn game music. No, not really. I think uh, I think I would probably take a different approach to porn music these days, other other than the kind of classy funk style that they uh they had back in the 70s all right now it's i'm come curious. a long way since then that's for sure i feel like we're turning kids of karen down to a porn game after this podcast <laughs> you're gonna have to it's just the law yep i'm just so curious now <laughs> well we can make do it, it do it as like a side game uh Kids of uh, the adult version of Carindale. Uh, like well, you know how in the original game we had a bunch of mini games. Well, we can't. I'd rather not put any porn in in this game. Although there, I still haven't coded it yet. But uh, there is a part of the game when it, when Elmo runs around naked. But there is a censorship bar covering his, his bits. Um, but I was going to put a code in there that you could remove it because he's actually drawn entirely naked. I drew him myself. And, uh, but there's nothing sexual about it. He just, his clothes were stolen by someone. That's funny. Make, you just make it to like the sensor bar, just lag slightly behind <laughs> when you put the code in. <laughs> the, or, or maybe the, f- the more you walk in one direction, the more the censorship bar moves away from it. It's like you're running away from the bar. And eventually he realizes it's gone and like freaks out and runs back to it. <laughs> Uh, that's a lot of work just for one little thing. But it would be funny. Yeah, it would be. Uh, that's a nice to have. Can't let the scope of the game increase too much. Why? Games never increase in scope. Why would you, <laughs> why would you bring that up? <laughs> well, we already got the character in the game with assless chaps, too. And he does have sex with Telly, but we don't show that. I mean, you could, though. 
Yeah, but no, then 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 it'd be a porn game, wouldn't it? Exactly. So we've we got a lot of suggestive elements. There's adult themes in the game already. Just uh, just no adult nudity. Well, there's there's sex scenes in AAA games. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, look God of War. He he was with two women at one point in the first one. I never played God of War. <laughs> there's so there's, many AAA titles I haven't played. Yeah, I think Dragon Age had sex scenes, sort of. And Witcher. I've been playing Cyberpunk lately, which I actually really enjoy, and that's got sex scenes. I've, I've gone through mm. two sex scenes so far. What is it, was it just fade to black or something, or no? They're like, uh, like they're not like showing full penetration or anything, but a lot of it you're seeing from like your perspective. Sometimes like a side perspective of like you know, I'm playing a male character currently, so you know your partner straddling you and stuff. But it's it's pretty well done, honestly, with Cyberpunk huh. in general, though. I want to play through it a second time. And they're a, they're not naked, or are they? Like, no, they're, they're fully naked. They show fact, it? Yeah. In character creation, you actually get to even, like, pick your, your genital size and stuff. At least if you play, if you play a guy, you can pick a small, medium, or large. Anaconda? <laughs> Is there an mm-hmm. anaconda option? <laughs> <laughs> and I do want to actually play through... I haven't had a game like this I want to play through a second time in a long time, but I do want to play through it a second time as a female corporate character, you know, female corporate character, just to get a whole different experience. I know in doing that, I'm going to have all sex scenes. I mean, still with some girls, but mostly guys. I'm like, oh, that'd be a whole different experience. Going to be seeing the dong. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so that's in Cyberpunk, you said? Yeah, Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, that's that's a mainstream, like, AAA title. That's, it is. Huh. No, it, what, no, we're not showing... Th- these are, I guess what you would call tasteful sex scenes. It, it's not like some girl just getting fucking railed and, like, speaking tongues or anything. It's, you know, more like... Here's a movement and the flash and the movement and the flash and oh ecstasy. It's not like real life, you know, where there's lots of screaming and bedwetting. Uh, bedwetting. <laughs> <laughs> if you're totally kind of stuff you're into, but <laughs> gotta get you some rubber sheets, right? <laughs> uh, I have um, waterproof sheets instead of most of my partners. <laughs> all right uh do you still have a sex dungeon uh i've never really had a sex dungeon oh, okay a toy bag. oh wait it's one of your friends that did never mind i knew somebody who did but uh they weren't really the, the best of people so hmm. that's too bad <laughs> man this went uh this, went, this podcast went somewhere crazy <laughs> no i do know two dungeons here in denver hmm. so i can always take some partners to my fiver really wanted to tie people up and do weird shit or fun shit is it like someone's house or is it a hotel or like a bathroom no, actual businesses fascinating well that went off topic again but i guess we're that was like another podcast games. we should we should yeah have. yeah we're uh that could be the kids of carindale after dark podcast <laughs> Yeah, this is a this is a great way to kick off a second season of the podcast. This will hopefully get us a lot of listens. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now everybody's gonna be like, "Where's dim porn talks?" We had that in the first one. Oh look, here's my bed again. Speaking of porn, um, so so you're gonna be making a porn after this, are you? <laughs> I mean, I'd love to make porn. Like I said, I've uh, there we go. Start... So you you've made porn games, and you just said you want to make porn. So there is overlap. So, okay, well let me explain. I mean, I've always wanted to actually start a porn game company and uh i wouldn't mind acting in porn either i mean i look at the mirror and i just have full dysmorphia and think i'm the fattest person ugliest person there is but everybody i've heard a lot of other people say otherwise i'm like okay but i mean i wouldn't exactly think i'd be starring but you know i'd be totally cool doing porn too it doesn't phase me and you know it's also a paycheck maybe a lay check think about it but I mean, okay, cool. I get to have sex and get paid for it to just do that and act it up for a six-hour session. Because I've, I've read how these work, and you know, it's not just you know, you, there's a lot to it. It's not just, that's why I say most guys can't do it. But I don't know. I think I might actually be able to based on my own personal experiences, and I wouldn't mind doing it. Just I'm also 42 and. In Japan, it might be able to, because Japan only has, uh, I think it's 72 male porn workers to over 13,000 female workers, something like that. 
So they're very, very busy. Wow. I forget the exact numbers, but it is something like that. Is that 3,000 or 13,000 women? But either way, it is in the 70s of male porn workers. I'm just, I always go, I do love Japan. <laughs> you know an awful lot about this. I, it's my passion. <laughs> <laughs> so um, now do you think part of the appeal to a, a porn game, if you're, if you, if you're an adult entertainer, wouldn't it just be easier to make porn games so you don't have to do all, all the all the effort? The well, they probably have fun fucking too, but because uh, if you're doing it for six hours and if you're a guy, you got to take a bunch of drugs, you know, to keep it up. Um, yeah. I I've heard that they do. And that the long long term can cause like permanent damage to your wang. <laughs> Gary, what I do you know about this? <laughs> I know nothing about this. Uh, you know, I I have heard of such things where, yes, they uh, they have to take drugs. Maybe not all of them, but probably, you know, the ones that have been in the industry for a long time. Yeah, I imagine it's probably harder to get excited for it after a while because you've done everything. I mean, maybe not. Maybe I'm that, wrong. That, that is true, though, to an extent, because even in uh, just video game, porn video games, <clears throat> you, you know, yeah, you, you first see some of this stuff and you're like, oh, yeah, it's pretty hot. But then, you know, like the sixth week of work on something like Bone Town, you're seeing another sex scene. You're like, OK, cool. And you're kind of waiting for the sex scene to finish while watching YouTube over here. It's not really it's not really spank material anymore. Now it's you're bored of it. That's why we're probably seeing uh, a lot of those games now, like even with that one you were showing us earlier, uh, it, they rely on uh, furry porn, basically. It's like a, like a, you're going to be like a, like a, um, a minotaur uh, boning a chick or something, an anthropomorphized minotaur or something weird like that. I bet you that that's probably in some porn game. I'm, I, I, or you're banging uh, a minotaur. What's that? Or you're banging a minotaur. I uh, yeah yeah maybe maybe there is a little bit of bestiality, or let's be honest, it'll be a minnow whore. A minnow whore, ha ha ha! All right, good one. <laughs> <laughs> we get one a day. That's it. Yeah. I've used it up for this podcast. <laughs> I can't believe we've talked about all this shit. Uh, <laughs> we, we went a little bit off do. the rails. Whatever. That's great. Whatever, man. Season two is always is going to be about just kind of going wherever the conversation takes us. So. Yeah. Oh man. You can always podcast. have me back. Oh, we we will. We'll definitely have you back. <laughs> Your podcasts are always the the most listened to ones, just because <laughs> of the porn hashtag. I, I know we're running uh, running out of time, so in the last few minutes here. The floor is yours. Talk about what you're working on, how you want to promote yourself, whatever. Well, because it's a porn podcast, but I want to keep a lot of that separate from this. Fair. But, okay. Uh, I will say, you know, go ahead and follow me on Twitter to see what I'm working on. Yeah, it's Red Vonix, R E D V O N I X. Same on Instagram, same on Facebook, but really Twitter's the place to follow and follow along and interact with me if you're interested in continuing any of these discussions. All right, Red. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for your time. And I'll, I'll definitely have you back. Sounds good. Been, been great talk with all of you and been great talking with all of you out there in cyberspace. <laughs>